0: Treating your need for healthcare news, we are NHE, news, views and insider truths from the heart of the healthcare sector. We are the NHE team. I'm Emily. I'm Matt. I'm Ilsa. And each episode, we will connect you to the people behind the UK health sector, sharing insights and innovation.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Evo North. Uniting leaders from the public and private sector to collaborate, share exciting innovations, and build a stronger northern powerhouse together. Welcome back to the National Health Executive Podcast. Um, in the sort of hosting department today, obviously, I've myself, Matt, and I'm joined by Ilsa. Hi. Um, and on the <sighs> sofa across from her, we have Henry Jones, CEO of Big White Wall. Hi. Um, so, welcome to the show, Henry. We really appreciate you being here. And I suppose we'll jump straight into it, Uh, so sort of for readers who maybe don't necessarily know what the big white wall are, uh, could you explain a little bit about yourselves, what you do?
2: Yeah, I can. So uh, we are a digital uh, service for people with anxiety and depression. We offer a 24 hours a day uh, anonymous safe platform that is 24 hours a day moderated by clinicians and counsellors. We have a team in New Zealand, UK and Canada. Uh, and the platform offers a peer-to-peer community so the ability for other people to talk with other people like themselves other groups to normalize their feelings get tips from each other chat to other people Uh, we also as part of the platform offer courses those could be either clinically led by a counselor or a clinician or they could be self-guided and then we offer uh, a series of resources so things like assessments uh, tips, tools, tool sheets, etc. Really to help people try to manage and uh, deal with their own anxiety and depression. Um, currently we have about over about 120 organisations that commission us. Uh, that includes NHS trusts, CCGs, local authorities, the Ministry of Defence commissioners for the serving uh, uh, army yeah. uh, and, and all services. Uh, we look after the veterans uh, we have a number of universities, charities and employers who also use us. And in the last 12 months we've supported over 70,000 people, which Amazing. is up on wow. 50% the year before. Yeah, incredible. And it's growing fast. Definitely.
0: So as you've just said, Big White Wall are all about utilising digital technology and the online space to help improve people's mental health. Is it pleasing and good for you to see digital innovation being such a focus on the healthcare industry at the moment.
2: Yeah. So I've been in, in technology for over 20 years now, technology businesses in different verticals, uh, such and and in fairly traditional verticals such as construction and legal services. Uh, and you know, for me, um, a lot of those businesses have a lot of similarities. In terms of challenges around productivity, demand and supply, access, and and healthcare, absolutely has, has yeah. those issues. So I think it's it, it's really nice to be using those skills and experience in something that is so important to society. Um, I also think that you know that there is. I think about ten years ago, I think you know being in technology was probably very sexy and cool. Now technology is getting a lot of bad press. Yeah. You know, <laughs> technology is bad. So it's really nice, and you know we are a social impact business that's specifically been set up to address the societal issue of mental health. So it's really nice to be part of a business that is, that is doing tech for good, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and that's cool. And then the final thing which I, which I really love is you know, one of the things that technology is accused of is about causing isolation. Mm-hmm. So sort of people back away from society. Uh, about 50 percent of our users, say that our platform has helped reduce their own isolation so it's really nice to see technology doing the thing that one of the things it's accused of causing and actually Mm -hmm. addressing those issues.
1: Yeah I suppose as you say there it's sort of nice to hear a positive narrative for it whenever people hear these days technology and mental health in the same sentence. And community or technology and community
2: it's like oh oh, it's awful. They're always scary scary sentences usually especially
1: I mean from the media side on this point we don't tend to get it right or hear nice stories like it. So yeah. it's certainly a, a sort of positive to, yeah.
2: And I think on that note, you know, it's really interesting. You have, we looked at we looked at a, a few of the, the, the three most well-known social media platforms, and currently there are about 6 million people using them to talk about mental health. Yeah. And I quite frankly think that's really inappropriate. They're not safe, they're not moderated. and, and there's, there's been some very well-published very bad outcomes yeah. of that happening. So, you know, using technology in a really good way is, is nice. And we don't sell, we will never sell, we don't own anyone's data. Yeah. So, all of those good things are core to what we do. Yeah. Um,
1: and sort of as we um, touched on the company's sort of being, it, it has such a wide scope and stuff. Uh, yourself as uh, chief executive, you stepped in the last role, I believe it was just over a year ago. Yeah, that's right. Um, January 2019. Uh, So, what that has that process been like? Obviously, you came from very different verticals all across the scope.
2: Yeah, so look, so I got involved um, with the business um, before. Um, So, not I mean, when I was when I got involved with Big White Wall, I really started the conversation with Big White Wall a good six months before I actually joined. So uh, I did a fair. I think the company did a fair bit of due diligence on me, and I did a fair bit of due diligence on, on the company. And you know, so what I saw before I even came in, as I knew there was a team that was very dedicated and good. We had an amazing, unique service to address one of societal problems. Technology was a bit old, uh, but basically I, there were no real surprises when I came in, because yeah. I got the, the privilege of actually having a really look, good look around, and uh, likewise they did it on me. Having said that it's been intense yeah. uh, it's been a very intense year you know we, we have had a lot to do we re uh, rebuilt the management team uh, we yesterday we just went live with our new technology platform that has taken us fourteen months to rebuild yeah so we completely rehauled our technology we raised some extra investment so it's been a it's been quite an intense year no surprises but but a lot to go it has also been you know it's been a great year in, in the last year you know I talked about having 120 commissioning organizations we added 50 in the last year so we yeah. went from about 70 to 50 so we've seen amazing growth and amazing feedback and it it really feels now is our time you know i all the headwinds of what's happening in the press what's needed the mental health uh, and the feedback we get on the services we provided it's, it's very exciting Yeah.
0: So. so your career background has been from a more digital scope with vast experience in services and technology companies which presumably gives you a slightly different outlook to others about how we best ta- tackle certain mm. challenges so how important do you think it is to have that diversity of experience and thought processes within healthcare
2: so look I, I've worked in technology the last two business before that one was in legal services one was in construction yeah Uh, if you look at the leadership of those businesses and I have never been a lawyer and I've never been a builder uh, and I've never been a doctor Um, but if you look at the leaderships of those businesses and what made them so hugely successful is I think you saw a combination of people who know the space and a combination of people who bring other expertise so maybe technology maybe experience on what's happened in other much similar situations so I think that diversity is really important and if you look at the leadership of Big White Wall, you will see that very, what I think is very complementary. You know, different combination of skills that come together. I don't think, you know, that, that combination of expertise is, is really important. And, and a lot of the challenges I think you see are actually surprisingly sim- similar. You know, the industry is obviously unique, yeah. but a lot of the challenges, like access to services, demand, productivity, very similar so so learning from each other I I think is is ultimate and I think any industry it's not just healthcare any industry needs to be big enough and go actually what are they doing in other similar industries what can we learn from other people
1: yeah I mean we sort of hear it so much from ourselves about um, sort of learning from of a trust learning within Mm. the healthcare but as you say actually broadening that and bigger picture there are the same issues across the field so that diversity of thought is Huge to be able to bring different challenges to it.
2: Yeah, I, I I strongly believe that, and um, and as I say, it's exactly how we are building our leadership team yeah. is to bring those complementary skills and what I have seen successful before.
1: Certainly, um, and obviously, as is quite apparent as we keep talking, uh, big white wall. You are set up to support mental health. Mm. Uh, you're set up to support it in a very unique manner, but the mental health sort of scope entirely is still overarching across everything. Um, from your point of view as yourself and the company what sort of challenges have you seen or do you see all the biggest challenges at the moment? For mental health in general I,
2: I, I think it is uh, demand for support is growing Yeah, uh, and we've got to get a handle on it. I, I think the long-term implications to our society and individuals are very bad if we don't. Someone I was talking to I used that the, you know the, the impact of the the sugar crisis on youth and obesity Mm. will pale into insignificance for the impact that mental health will cause and that our youth is going through now unless we can find ways to address it. So I think it's really important. I think, and I think the other problem is, is that although some good progress is being made and there are some uh, initiatives that that seem to be working well, uh, we ultimately have what I call a broken model. Yeah. Demand is outstripping supply so much that unless we change the game, yeah. we are going to lose. And and so for me, it's about, you know, we've got to understand the model. We've got to have uh, treatment. We've got to focus on prevention, not just treatment. We've got to have metrics that focus on prevention, yeah. not just treatment. And, and we've got to really start thinking about different ways to do it. So I think our biggest problem is their demand, it's, it's, yeah. we just cannot meet the demand with the traditional ways of doing it and anyone who tells you you can I think is is wrong. Yeah
1: and it, it certainly sort of tracks with things we've heard <coughs> and expertise we've had in our print edition in recent months, um, I remember not so long um, back in one of our editions, we had uh, a report into uh, CAMS and CAMS Access mm-hmm. of the same and the sort of difficulties there, I believe they had stats of 25% or so um, were not able to access it just purely because of the demand. But um, you, you just look at IAPT. So yeah. IAPT
2: is great. Okay. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely great. And I think it provided that it's a great service. But it is only reaching 20% of the people yeah. it identifies that want help. So it is doing an amazing job, and you know I don't know, the figures are helping 2 million people a year, up a million on before, but there's still another 8 million who are not getting services and people waiting. So it's, it's just this challenge of, it's an overwhelming challenge, and, and that needs to be addressed.
1: Yeah, and I suppose that's addressing it through not just, as you said, the traditional means, having these sort of different pathways these different ways to support such as what yourselves are doing online it mm. gives that sort of different approach to the traditional mental health service based in a hospital and such so I, I, I imagine as we've sort of would agree the biggest challenge is the demand and tackling that is getting a broader scope.
2: yeah and I think I think you know we are we're in the proverbial we've got a hole in the boat yeah. and it is letting on water quicker than we can bend it out mm. and unless we find a way to make that hole smaller we're gonna sink. Yeah. Uh, and and that that is that's what terrifies me. And I think that, you know, if we can find ways to provide tools to allow people to self help themselves or help each other, we will have a chance of doing this. But we will never have the resources to do this in traditional ways. So I often talk about this concept of a one to many versus a one yeah. to one more. Health services generally have operated in a one to one model. You go and see your doctor, you go and see your mm-hmm. but actually the scale of the problem is so much you need to be able to have one clinician servicing many people. We have you know, we have built a, a, a very rigorous safe model that allows us to to have a handful of clinicians monitoring a community of, of thousands of people. Yeah. So it's that sort of dynamic that, that makes a big difference. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's sort of as much as you hear the one-to-many, it seems to be the scary thing in healthcare of like, oh no, we need, we need more healthcare for individual people, but actually it's using it efficiently that you can.
2: Yeah, and I think this goes to the hole in the bucket. I think you will always need the one-to-one, Yeah. and those are really important. And, and I'm not saying that you can get rid of that. I think there are many different solutions that need to come okay. together. And they're absolutely a critical part of the care pathway. But those resources are scarce, and they need to be used where they're really needed where there are opportunities to use other resources to reduce that hole in the bucket mm-hmm. i think that is going to what's yeah. going to make the difference so you need a bit of everything you yeah. will need you know it's, it's not going to be there is no silver bullet yeah. and technology is certainly no silver bullet it enables you to do things in different ways and change the game slightly but it is not a silver bullet to a crisis yeah
0: so. so there seems to have been a real change in thought around mental health recently with less stigma attached mm. to it what are your What are your thoughts on this basically?
2: I think it's great. Uh, I I think, you know, there are, you know, at the heart of what we're doing is putting people in contact with people. And, and, you know, that it is proven, you know, through many different studies and nice guidelines is that communities help each other. So getting people to talk to each other and help each other is absolutely great. And one of the ways you encourage that is through reducing the stigma. So I think it's really important. I would caveat that with, look, Two thirds of the people who share on our platform, which we can show has a significant impact on people's uh, well, wellness gains, so how mm-hmm. better they get, the outcomes. So, two th- thirds of the people who share do it because it, they say it's anonymous. Yeah. Okay, and I think there is a, the, you know, the, it's a really interesting dynamic. One of the things that we strongly believe is that the earlier you can catch someone, the more chance you have of putting them down a pathway. Mm -hmm. And if someone is sitting there going, I'm not ready to share, I'm not sure I want to share, giving them a safe place to start that conversation is a really powerful thing. And actually, one of the outcomes we see a number of our people say is, well, because of my experience on the platform, I'm now willing to go and talk to family and friends about it and start sharing it. So I think we're all doing the same thing. I think smashing the stigma is really good. The other thing I will say, it's a bit easier to smash the Sigma if you're a CEO of a big business, and mm, and you're yeah. sitting, you know, you're quite yeah. comfortable, than if you are a squaddy in the army, starting your career and scared of your captain. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we got to, be, you know. So I'm I'm all for it, but yeah. I'm not sure it, it is the silver bullet either.
1: Like yeah, I mean. it's sort of, it's one step of yeah, many and, to sort of get to the end.
2: And we should absolutely be doing more and more we can to, to smash this stigma. Yeah. But i don't think it is the only answer yeah no certainly and
1: even even smashing as we sort of hear yeah, this we tend to smash the stigma but it's a societal one it do as you say a lot of the response you have are comfortable initially because it's the anonymous mm. um aspect to it so it's sort of yeah. making that comfort there as well which is a lot longer and harder of a process i imagine
2: and i think you'll see a lot of the people who use the platform one of the things that cause them stress and anxiety is they have issues or problems that they don't want to share with family yeah. Friends. Yeah. and friends. That makes it worse. So yeah. there's no out there. It, just you know I, mean? it even more. I don't want yeah. to share. It could be a sexuality issue. It could be a bullying issue. You know, There are loads of different things that actually are really hard to come up with. Yeah. And actually, it's not It's not that they're worried about sharing they've got anxiety. Yeah. They're worried about sharing the underlying factor of the anxiety. If you mm-hmm. see so what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Certainly.
1: Um, I suppose sort of as we um touched on there as we go forward and we try to improve um and sort of improve mental health care for patients uh what do you think sort of the biggest change or improvement has to be obviously we've talked that there isn't necessarily a silver bullet for it but mm. sort of what are the key areas you think?
2: i guess in danger of repeating myself i i think it is we have to increase investment we have to set goals we have to provide services we have to create rewards around prevention. Yeah. So you know, it's really interesting. I, I'm new to the space. You know, one of the first things I have done is go and talk to people, customers or people in the NHS, mm-hmm. and and one thing you will hear time and time again is we are not rewarded or gold for preventing illness. Yeah. We are only rewarded in gold for treating illness, mm-hmm. and that is a real problem. Yeah. Because actually, it basically says. And, and you'll see this again and again you know it's all sort of like until you're really ill enough
1: yeah don't yeah. come
2: to us yeah yeah, but yeah actually if you could get them before so then it would be brilliant so I think that is I think that is our you know that is my little my thing that I would champion really really yeah. hard I, I I do think the other thing and I, I heard something really interesting the other day which I'm sort of starting to get my head around is you know if you look at the time if you're ill and you look at the time you sit in front of someone, whether they're a mm-hmm. doctor or a therapist or whatever, and then how much time you actually sit not in front of them. 96, 7% of the time, yeah. you're on your own. And most healthcare improvement has been focused around the time you sit in front of the doctor, yeah. not what you can do with the rest of that time. So I think this, and I think a lot of people are starting to do it, how can people help themselves... Yeah. how can people help other people to use that huge chunk of time more equivalently I mean if you if you improve that slightly it has amazing power. Yeah. so I think there is you know and I think that's a lot of investment focus on this but I think this continued how do you help people help themselves and, and, and we have a strong you know we have a strong belief in our platform about being very patient-led yeah. other words, we don't put them on a pathway We'll make them aware and we'll signpost them. You know, if someone's coming on a chat room to talk about issues with alcoholism and stuff like that, we'll make them aware that that's a course or they can sign up yeah. to a course or there's some materials around. But they can do whatever they want. And I think empowering people to own their own care to mm-hmm. yeah. make choices and give them the tools to do it is a very powerful thing to do. Because, as I say, there is no way ever that if we go down... Any other route, we will have enough resources to provide yeah. the level of care that people want and deserve.
1: And I suppose there's also that element that if it's their choice to engage with these, um, yeah. stuff, people stick to a lot more. They do treat it in that ninety six percent of it. Mm. It's not just for the three percent where, I've, well, I've got to prove to the doctor, yeah. the therapist, whatever well, that I am making progress. Yeah. They want that change.
2: Yeah, I I, I think that's spot on, and I think you know the new, the, especially you know one of the one of the pivots that I think needs to happen in society which it is starting to happen is this view that I don't need to go to a doctor necessarily to get help mm-hmm. and and you know dare that being you don't want people going on social media diagnosing themselves which is sort of when that causes issues but you know if you can give me the tools I think people will be prepared to do that yeah. much more whereas I think historically it's sort of like well I'm ill I must go and see a doctor almost something. makes
0: it less daunting yeah. for some people yeah. as I well I think so yeah.
2: and i you know, I mean, I've got young children, you know, where do they go? If they need support. Mm-hmm. I would love to say they came to me every time, but probably they're going to social media at yeah. the first point of call. And that in itself is terrifying because if it's not moderated and safe, it can yeah. be a very, very yeah. scary place and it can cause some very bad outcomes. So I think we're we're grappling with all of this. But yeah. yeah.
1: We're we're sort of finding that necessary space sort of in, in the middle between the Wilds of social yeah. media and the digital space and the traditional the yeah. I suppose infrastructure the establishments that are there sort of setting up this sort of middle ground which I suppose is a big part of what Big White Wall do I know mm-hmm. you mentioned at the start of the show you'd gone through this 40 month to improve and sort of revamp your platform stuff so I suppose we'll give you a bit of time to talk about that as well
2: if you wish yeah so we so I think you know you, we, we touched on this earlier I think that when um and uh, we haven't gone public with this yet. We did a soft launch yesterday. So you're probably the first people to hear about it. But oh, anyway, So there you go. But, um, no, so when I came on board, uh, when we when we were looking at the business and um, we were sort of like, how do, we, how do we refresh it? I think it was clear, you know, we've been around for a while. The technology was old. And whilst people actually, you know, the feedback on the service was, it's amazing. You're slightly looking and going, well, the is not very good. Yeah. And then the technology also had other limiting factors, like, you know, people are really interested in analytics and reporting now. Yeah. When it was built, it wasn't really built for that. And the other thing we are really, really focused on, and it goes to sort of talking about what we're doing, is, is, uh, is, is healthcare pathways and yeah. ecosystems. So we are not the silver bullet, mm-hmm. but we are, we believe, something that can be very valuable in a healthcare yeah. solution. So I sometimes talk about us as the Intel chip in the laptop, We're not building the laptop, we're building something that can be really powerful and make a difference. And so part of the rebuild of the technology was to enable it to fit into other people's care pathways. So whether you're an NHS trust and you're building or you're a university building an online ecosystem or you're a private organisation, we can actually plug into that and enable it to be part of the pathway uh, in a very cost effective and and scalable way. and so that's really where the focus of the technology has been it's it is you know our technology is interesting because the the bit that everyone sees is the front face but it's a bit like an iceberg because that's probably about 20 percent of the technology the real secret source is the uh is what the clinicians use to make Mm -hmm. sure they can manage and keep safe and use uh, logarithms and stuff like that to track and manage a large community to make sure they can identify risk and manage it etc so that's a really big part of the technology which you would only see if you came on were one of our clinicians and counselors yeah. so it's been 14 months of work uh, we are you know and and yesterday we went we, we went out there to the community so it's like we, I was like we were all living in one big office over here yeah. and yesterday I got them all to walk over the street to the next new office yeah. and um, and touch wood, it's uh, someone I was talking to one of our guys he said it feels a bit like Y2K we've all been so worried about it all things yeah. go wrong and Touchwood, nothing has gone wrong so far so it well. seems to be working and, and done that but it's um, definitely aged me a yeah. lot the last few days. Yeah, so, it's that's
1: a, where we are. so always the way, but uh, we certainly hope it all keeps going well and smoothly yeah, as you. well because it's a valuable part. And yeah. as you say, it's one valuable part that can be collectively with the rest of the healthcare school a really big, important sort of driving force throughout mm-hmm. the, um, the, I suppose, future for one, yeah. a, a less dramatic way of saying it's,
2: it. Yeah, no, I, I, I do think we can have a real impact on society and and you brought up the question of you know sitting and being in technology space and building businesses. is really nice to be able to have an impact on the construction industry and the legal industry and all of those things but it's much more fulfilling to have an impact on on the health of society yeah Uh, and it's sort of why I signed up really so uh, and I think why probably all of the big white wall staff are doing what they're doing it's
1: because they believe in the mission. Yeah. So it's good. Oh, amazing. And I suppose that sort of nicely rounds off to a great message yeah. to, to end on. Uh, I know from myself, and I'm sure the same from me also, it's been great to hear from you, great to sort of talk about a sort of side of mental health people don't necessarily mm. always see or, or get to hear about. So yeah, a really big appreciation. Yeah, thank you very much. No, it's good. It's nice to talk about it. Yeah. So thank you very much. So. This podcast is brought to you by Emo North. Uniting leaders from the public and private sector to collaborate, share exciting innovations and build a stronger northern powerhouse together.
0: Join the chat on social media using the hashtag WeAreNHE or send us an email via the link on our website. If you enjoyed today's podcast and discussion, don't forget to subscribe or give us a rating on whatever streaming service you're using. Thanks for listening. See you next time.